Welcome to my new podcast, Peeps and Memes. It's Ashley Wilson. Um, today, I got your daily dose of friendly pop culture trends. We can talk about things we love all day, but let's get into it about some of the trends we're hating. Today, I've got Ian Freeman, co-founder of the Legion Group, and Franz Bowman, from the co-founder of Driven Society, on today. So let's get it, guys. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves anymore or just say hi to everyone? What up? Yo, yo, what's up? Glad you're doing here. <laughs> Uh, so let's start with viral challenges. So in like 2018, there were so many different viral challenges. We had the In My Feelings Challenge that was started by, um, it started from the Drake trend of his, from his song or whatever. And what was the guy's name? Um, Shiggy. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shiggy started this dance trend that was like people were crashing their cars and stuff like that, getting into car accidents, all different types of crazy stuff. Uh, you guys can talk about any viral challenges that you guys hated. Oh, um, <laughs> um, man, I let me think viral challenges. I can't really think of any I hated. Hated. I just don't like the. Um, I don't like the concept too much of viral mm-hmm. challenges. I feel like people spend a lot of time doing stupid shit. You know, I'm and like they could be a little bit more productive. Like, why not have like a viral credit, challenge right? with credit? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, uh, nah, but I, I I think it's also cool that yeah. people, you know, are able to participate in a friendly way. Because then they also had, I mean, if you think about it, 2018 had a lot of crazy, like, challenges. They had this, That was when the Tide Pod Challenge popped up. I think, but you know what? Before that, it was, like, planking and... Um, it's like the plank challenge, the, the in my feelings. I'm I like drawing a blank. The ice box so, Oh, yeah, the icebox ice challenge box that challenge. was supposed to be for like charity or whatever. But I, again, I just don't understand. They had the, what was that, the ghost pepper challenge? Or, or the Tide Pod challenge. I feel like people just do, or the cinnamon challenge. That shit was the worst. So like, you know, <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Nobody's winning anything. It's like, there's no. There's no purpose, you know what I mean? It's like, you just, it's, it's not even something that you could, like, I'm having a hard time remembering all of these things, so it's not like you could go back in your mind and be like, oh, you know, X person. I feel like the only person this challenge stuff worked out for was for Shaky. Yeah. Like, I think the only person in the history of a viral challenge that it was like, all right, you know, there's a positive outcome. He's able to further his career in comedy or what have you. And I think it would be cool if it actually worked out for other people in that way, but he's like the only person I can think of that that happened to. Yeah. Um, and even moving on from there, we had, what was the other one? Um, what was the one thing that you said you hated before? The prank challenges? Yeah. So I really, I think, I think that needs to stop. I'm not a fan of people, you know, invading personal space. I think that um, just as a culture, like in America, you got a problem with like, you know, really respecting each other's personal space and just um, agency, you know, and that's just another level. Like people, the, the things that people are doing for a laugh is like, you know, not everybody's humorous like that, you know, or prepared to, you know, um, to, to engage on, on that level because everybody has a different temperament, you know. I definitely agree with that. It's like um, my wife actually does not find prank challenges funny at all. She thinks they're like disgusting and they're cringy. 
And you have like the one guy who was in the supermarket. I think he was like in a Target or a Walmart or something. And he was going down the aisle and throwing stuff at people and then turning around acting like he didn't do it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? How could you not (laughs) expect the hands after that? (laughs) Like, honestly, you know, like you, you seriously be like, and, and that's the thing when they, you know, when everything goes awry and they start to, oh, it's a prank. Like, that's when the person's supposed to be like, oh, ha, ha, you got me. <laughs> like, that's definitely not happening. Or another joint I I, I thought was kind of corny, too, is like those gold digger pranks. Oh, the, like the guy who will pull up in like a Maserati and like after he's like talked to a girl and he was looking crazy. And it's like if she didn't want to talk to you then, like now she's interested in you because you have this car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, that's kind of like. You know, duh, you look crazy, man. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you should have led with the car, B. Like, you look, you know, you out here, you looking wild, disheveled, and, you know, I, I don't know any woman that's out here looking for a disheveled dude. <laughs> so, it's crazy. I, it's, it's hard enough to ask women for directions in the street. If you don't know where you're going, it's like, yo, can you tell me? Oh, no, 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 I got a boyfriend. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to find the Burger King. Nah. <laughs> this is weird, you know. I said no. That's true. Like you gotta be. Like, nah, it's just you. If you don't come up, if you don't come correct, she's not gonna want to bother with you at all. And then another one I was thinking of was let's go into scripted reality because it's like in 2019 now we have all these reality shows and it's like you can clearly tell they're not they're not reality like they're not really real like because some of the situations are just too crazy like love and hip hop. Um, following the script from week to week, it's just like some of these things is like, you know, like somebody will meet up with somebody and then all of a sudden they pull out a loaf of bread from their purse. And then it's like, you're corny, <laughs> like here. And it's just kind of like, so did you not know you were going to meet up with her? And that's the reason why you put this, you just randomly had a loaf of bread in your bag. Uh, actually, I'm going to keep it a hundred with you. I disagree with you on that. I kind of, um, I kind of like scripted reality just, just for the fact that, I mean, I don't really watch it too often, but when I do, it's always a laugh. But on top of that, like, we can't really go back to the whole sitcom thing. Like, the whole two cameras on set, one set, like, that's dead. People, the laugh track, like, nobody, there's, people don't really engage with that anymore. You know, a lot, a big reason why shows like, you know, Love and Hip Hop are popular, or even like the newer sitcoms, like, you know, Insecure or what have you are popular is because, you know, the environment, the aesthetic you know, people just want to see something that's a little bit closer to home, you know, instead of just this, like, like family matters, you know what I'm saying? Like, they was always home, like, in the yeah. living like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how is it that all of the family members, like, I live, I grew up with my mom my whole life, and be- between the ages of, like, 12 to, like, whenever I moved out, like, you know what I'm saying? It, I never saw her, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, this isn't, like, an actual... Mm-hmm. So I think I, I'll disagree with you there. I think scripted reality, you know, it has its merits. Okay. I wouldn't disagree that it doesn't have its merits, but I just think that sometimes it's so over the top. It's like, really, like, do you really think that we think this is real? Like, even for example, with, um, on one of the episodes of love and hip hop, um, the, the reggae um, rapper spice was yeah. doing the, I guess she did like this thing where she was supposed to bleach her skin and on the seat on this season already, like they're starting to show when she went to go have like her skin bleached at the yeah. doctor and then everybody showed up on script. 
But it's like over the summertime that had already been revealed because the pictures came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was like fake though. I thought she. It was, but on the show, everybody was thinking it was real. Oh yeah. So that's why it was just kind of like, okay, so you released these pictures like previously, like earlier in the summer, and we learned that it wasn't it wasn't really a real thing. It was just kind of like you to bring attention to this new song that you had out that talked about colorism. But now like we're watching it on TV and it's like now you're kind of like showing us the behind the scenes of like how everybody actually thought this was real and how people were, I guess in a sense, like up, like like the people on the show were very upset with her. Mm hmm. Um, because they really thought it was real and she kind of created this drama around it but it's kind of like we, like because we already know what the result was ahead of time it kind of took the shine away from the episode to me mm. um, and then even I guess some of the different dramas that they had is just kind of like well are you guys like really in a relationship or are you on a relationship just for the show yeah oh just for the storyline right yeah that's what I mean by so it's more well, like the storyline got arrested I was like man <laughs> you know Mona pulled up with that camera to get yeah. I was like so <laughs> really so like bad. what happened <laughs> like tell us about how you're feeling <laughs> you, you really can't leave like these these people you know to cause life is actually stranger than fiction mm -hmm. a lot of like I know like growing up and I'm sure you know it's probably everybody's experience like you know or have heard stories about people you know or in your community or what have you that's kind of like it sounds super outlandish and it's like wow like i can't believe like that actually happened so i really feel like you know scripted reality is it's kind of tame you know in comparison to what what would happen if there was like no scripts no rules for real because yeah. you know the the way we disrespecting each other on there and the, the amount of alcohol that's consumed on set i can't even imagine you know that <laughs> the episodes going further than three per season because it'd be crazy yeah and it's like even as far as like some of the that's why i say like the fights and stuff like that it's just kind of like okay so was this fight planned <laughs> before you got there because you like showed up with a scarf and everything i don't know it's just sometimes i feel like it's a little over the top you like, I feel like up with a scarf yeah like you got so your you hair vaseline on your face <laughs> like did you show up with everything prepared already <laughs> um and then, let's see, um, even moving on from the scripted reality, you have, like, another thing I think that happens from some of the artists that we're seeing that are kind of coming out of, you know, like, everything is, like, super real right now. People are on Instagram and getting really to know their fans, and they're kind of, like, taking into in, incorporating, like, the things that they think their fans want. And we have, like, a lot of cultural appropriation happening now. But even with the Kardashians, like the Kardashians are like everywhere. They're taking over everything. Like anything that has once belonged to hip hop culture, black culture, they're kind of now taking that over. So it's like you can see even this past week, there's a, um, an Instagram called Diet Prada, which they kind of like cover some of the, the crazier things that are happening in fashion. Mm -hmm. And then we're talking about how the Kardashians have pretty much wiped all of Naomi Campbell's fashions from the 90s. Like every oh, yeah, outfit she's worn. Yeah, I saw that. And it's just kind of like, you know, like, what are the Kardashians really doing by, like, just stealing people's fashions? And then they kind of, like, are rebranding it as their own, their own, like, they came up with it on their own idea. Mm. That's what they do. Well, yo, let me, um, let me ask, though, like, so I feel like, personally, I feel like culture is your, is your people, your, or your ethnicity's gift to the world, right? Like, you know, you're mm -hmm. born, 
you have these talents and these affinities and aesthetic, you know, what have you, and you create this thing. And if somebody from another culture is like, yo, I like that. For example, like I'm, I'm into, you know, I, I'd say I'm into Japanese culture somewhat. Like some parts of it, I, I, you know, I enjoy. Like I enjoy the, the fashion. I enjoy some of the music. I enjoy, you know, the the interior design. You know, feng shui, culture stuff like that. Mm. But um, I feel like you know I don't feel terrible or I don't feel like I'm appropriating it. I just feel like yo, this is dope. It it gels with me as a person, you know. But I feel like also I show respect to the culture. Like I do, I I feel like I do my due diligence, and um, I want to be able to you know uphold it in in uh, in its correct light. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think if anything, the when it comes to like appropriation of black culture, I think it's really more so the the non acknowledgement of the ugly side. You know, like black people yeah. been so much that, like for example, like Yes Jewels, like I don't really have a problem with Yes Jewels being, you know, in the culture. Like she's worked hard for her platform. I'm not gonna say like you know what I'm saying. Everybody has their own road or whatever. Like. The truth of the matter is, regardless if somebody opened a door for you or however you got in the door, like you got to stay there. And she's been there for a certain amount of time. My gripe with her is that she just isn't educated fully on the culture. You know what I'm saying? So that's not really like, I don't really mm. feel like it's, you know, she's coming at it from like a, a, a place of, you know, being demeaning. I just feel like, you know, there's just a, a crazy lack of education. And that's kind of on us too, because we don't really we don't really hold that tax over people. Like there's a toll. Like if you, if you got to go to Jersey, you got to pay a toll. If you got to cross state lines, you got to pay a toll. Like the toll should be educating people on the culture. I definitely Period. agree with all of that. Um, I think even thinking about it, like thinking about like appropriation, um, even like Ariana Grande, like she's a big artist and it's like to see her doing hip hop now, or I, I don't want to say she's appropriating hip hop, but um, kind of just what like everything that she's doing like um, the song Seven Rings came out and I think it caught a lot of slack because she I, I guess people really didn't feel like she was a part of the culture so like who is this girl to kind of make this music that is not even involved in our culture yeah I mean do but do you think like I don't I don't know I don't think that Ariana Grande is not a part of the culture. I think she just, I don't know, I think she caught more flack for it because it was something that she kind of was seen as taking. And then her browning her skin on top of it kind of added to the added to the insult to injury, I think. So I don't really think it, I wouldn't really see her as appropriating, you know. Now, yes, Jules, I think more so, but that's just because I feel like... Mm-hmm. She, not only did she jump into the marketplace, but I feel like cultural appropriation to me is if yeah. you're using something but not giving anything back. And I feel like with her, with Yes Jules, for example, she used hip hop to build her name and to build her platform, whatever. But she really doesn't give anything back to the culture except for parties. I think, yes, Jules, you know, like she, she gets tagged as an appropriator. I feel like, yo, she earned her spot. Um, you know, it, no matter how you got in the door, like you have to be able to stay 
in the space and she's been able to do that, you know, however she has, it's just that she just doesn't have education on the, on the ugly side of things. And, and because, and largely because of, you know, by virtue of who she is, like she's not a black woman. So, you know, culture belongs to everybody in the world. Like if you like something, you should be able to appreciate it in your own way. But it's also on the other, conversely, it's, um, it's important for you to mm-hmm. show respect to the cult, those cultures that you're appreciating, you know, like I, the, the thing about like the Kardashians, like I think is, I think it's dope that the Kardashians could, you know, take on all these looks and stuff like that. And some of them, they look good in some of them, not so, they don't look so hot in, you know what I mean? And I, I just think it's, it's just whack when um, magazines and stuff kind of try to credit them. I also think she attacks people in it too. And I think that's the other aspect of it too. It's like, okay, if you're a woman, whatever color, Mm -hmm. and part of how you move is attacking other people that have helped build this. Like like her attack on Karen Sybil. Let's be real. Karen Sybil is one of the one of the women that have helped make hip hop transition to more popular culture and more in the social media space. Yo, that's true. But Karen Civil also did rob Duke the guy for forty thousand dollars in camera for her But let's be but let's be real. Well, I mean, if you're going to use, keep like, what are you talking about? But let's be real. If you're going to use, if you're going to use that logic, then we should, then no one should buy anything from any record label ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 so, I just, no, I just brought that up to say, like, yo, I feel like. When it comes to, you know, people, this appropriated, uh, appropriation conversation is, it's like, it's, it's difficult because it's like you go to somebody of another culture, right? And you're, and all of a sudden, like, they're just there in their own world, enjoying the culture, taking what from it what they will. And then you just go up to them and say, oh, you're racist and you don't belong here and all this other stuff. And to them on their side of the coin, it's like, yo, where's all of this shit coming from? Like. I just like the music. I didn't think it was that big a deal. Like I like the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they don't have the frame of reference to be able. No, to I agree. I agree completely. Like, and that's what I said. I agree that it's definitely a slippery slope because, like, I was talking to Ashley before. I went to a like '88 Rising, which is like Joji and uh, the kid Rich Chigga, who became like. He became famous, then infamous because his name, so he switched it to Rich Brian. But he's like one of the most popular Asian rappers. And uh, Keith Ape, who's like a like a Asian yeah. trap artist. And a lot of people consider them appropriating the culture. But then you just have, if not as many, many more who embrace them for loving the culture. So I definitely see what you're saying. It's definitely like there's it, it's hard to say yo who's appropriating because if you look at it then we're we're blacks appropriating culture with wu-tang well let me ask this too because i mean i think you hit on something that it kind of just made me think about something but do you feel like black people can also appropriate hip-hop if they're not a part of the culture so like you have like a you have a lot of new artists coming in that 
don't respect hip hop culture. And they're like, okay, well, I'm making music because I enjoy making music, but I don't care about the people that came before me or the reasons why they did it. I think that's very much, but here's a, here's, here's a quagmire, right? That's very much a part of hip hop. Like, uh, hip hop is always, has never really been about celebrating the old, like it's new culture. Like the, 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 the appeal of hip hop is that the shit is brand spanking new always. Like you get praise for having the, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when you and I like first spoke, you know what I'm saying? We putting on each other onto music. Like you're like, Oh, I, I didn't know about this. Or, and I'm like, Oh, I didn't know about this. And now we're able to like, you know, find commonality and enjoy the, the things that are new to us mutually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, in this when when hip hop first came out, like and even even in the eighties, like you know what I'm saying, people always want the exclusive tape, the exclusive mix, you know what I'm saying? Like and now because everything is so microwaved, you know what I'm saying, it's kinda like it's kinda like um, you know, magnetized by like a thousand. And um, you know, it's it's just being very true to what it is. Like, even the young cats, like in the nineties, nineties rappers didn't want to hear what the eighties rappers was talking about. Eighties <laughs> rappers wasn't trying to listen to no um fucking what you call it, rappers delight. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just the our culture is for is is based on the new. So I don't really have an issue with that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I think that the reason why culture hip hop has been able to sustain is because the people that have come in don't allow it to, to stay the same. They don't allow it to stagnate. You know what I'm saying? Even, even during the snap rap, which I hated, you know what I'm saying? In the mid two thousands, like that shit was the worst to me, but you know what I'm saying? It gave birth to all of these new styles. Like without the snap rap, you wouldn't have the, you wouldn't have Lex Luger. And if you didn't have Lex Luger, you wouldn't have Mike will made it and Southside and Metro and all these new cats, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I, I feel like it's, it's just very in tune and in step with what hip hop has always been. Wow. I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I feel like there has, I feel like in certain circles, that's true. But I also feel like there's still a, there still has always been a, passing of the torch aspect or a respect aspect played to every generation of hip hop. Like you'll see Nas, Jay-Z, Biggie constantly talk about or refer to people like Big Daddy Kane or Rakim. And you'll hear like with um, even uh, what's the name? Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole or people like that, they would constantly talk about, you know, Jay-Z and Nas and the ones that came before them and Ludacris and, you know, Outkast. I feel like there's always been, like, even Outkast had Slick Rick, who's one of their major inspirations on their albums. Like, I think, I think there's always been a sense of, it may not be, oh, we want, you know, we're talking about them all the time, but there's always been a sense of reverence and a sense of respect to past people or past icons nowadays a lot of the art and i think what um asked to talk about was you have literally artists like little yachty and um these cats that like genuinely go up and sing like yo like i don't listen to none of the rappers before i'm not a rapper i'm a rock star 
Like, like yeah, but Lil Yachty's twenty, bro. Like the thing is that so the difference between the generation that you're talking about and the generation now is that Hove and all these cats grew up on the canes and stuff like that. Like they were intimately acquainted. They were maybe about like anywhere between seven to ten years younger than the dudes that they were looking up to. Like a whole lifetime has passed. Like when when Hard Night Life dropped, a lot of these rappers were just born or getting ready to be born. So it's not like they grew up on this music. Like there's a whole gap. When they became cognizant about the type of music that was on, it probably like maybe like nine, ten years old. And that was maybe way after the fifty cent wave. Like if you Honestly, if you'd ask them, Lil Wayne is probably more so their favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. it's just really like a generational thing. And to your point with Biggie, Biggie also did say, step away with your fist fight ways, motherfucker. This ain't back in the days, but you don't hear me though. Right. No, I get that. But that was when he was beefing with certain people. But even but even with your to your point, there are rappers nowadays who'll say, yo, Lil Wayne's their biggest inspiration. And that's fine. I'm not saying that they have to pay reference to every single rapper that came before them. No, but there are certain, but, and I think to more to what Ashley's question was about and the certain, like to that point is some of these rappers don't even consider themselves rappers. Yeah. Some of them say, some of them have literally said, yo, I don't do hip hop. So get the fuck out the industry. Like, like, like how can you? Nah, that's why. That's what I'm talking about. I was going to say, but, but even if you look at, because I just Googled um, top top rap songs, because even if we went back 10 years ago, Jay-Z had Empire State, out of, State of Mind. He had Run This Town 2009. Kid Cudi was out. Drake was out. Fabulous had Throw It In The Bag. Um, so it's just kind of like, I feel like even as far as like looking at the hip hop artists that were back then, 10 years ago, I mean, we even had clips. So clips, Rick Ross was out. Um, Lil Wayne was was definitely out during that time. Eminem, Jay Electra, um, Raekwon had a, out had songs out. OJ the Juice Man, Snoop Dogg, Hurricane Chris. So I feel like even if you look at ten years ago, like the type of artists that they had to kind of look up to or compare themselves to, that it was still it was still relevant back then to the type of like Jay-Z, even though he may have came out back then, he was still relevant in 2009. Yeah, but he wasn't the top nigga in 2009. I'm just saying like he was, he was, he was one of the top rappers, but he wasn't the guy in 2009. 2009, it was definitely Wayne. It was definitely the Carter when Drake had just came out. Exactly. Like he was so Hove, we, we take it for granted that, you know, Hove is, um, who he is or what have you. But um, not to not to get off the the topic. I just think it's I just think it's also corny that you know, in this culture conversation that this is really all black people have to offer the world. You know what hip-hop. I'm saying? Like, we, yeah, not. I mean, it's not just hip hop. It's everything. I mean, there's there's a way like we do things with the scraps. Like I was telling my homeboy the other day, like, damn, like, could you imagine if the world loved us and actually gave us a fair shot? How much better shit would be? Look what we do with the scraps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if they actually gave us like real shit, like it would be, it would be bananas. But I just think it's weak. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that we, we, we hold on to this stuff that, you know, we talk about appropriation. Like it's very, it's very victim based. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right. So if, if this person is now doing this stuff and you know, is they getting credit for it or they not, all right, we'll create something new. Like, 
that's mm-hmm. what has always happened. Like people jock our style and then we create something new. We're like, I feel like, you know, we should become separatists in a way, you know what I'm saying? To, to be able to, you know, double down in our culture and to be and to force ourselves to create new things. That's why I kind of rock with the new rappers because they like yo like something different. Yeah, they trying to be something different. They're pushing the culture forward. It might not feel like it, you know. what I'm saying a, a lot of people might not like it, but who's to say in the next ten years, you know, who's gonna be influenced by all of this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and how they gonna carry it? You know, I just I feel like you know, the, as bad as everybody says it is, it's just really more so a comfort thing, like. You know, you can scream down Yes Jules all day, but Yes Jules is not doing as much harm to you as Mike Pence is. True. <laughs> That's Very completely true. different. <laughs> I can't argue that. <laughs> nah, but, nah, but it's real. It's not cat. Like, it's real. It's like, we, we worried about Yes Jules, somebody that does not control our money. Yeah, right. somebody, that, somebody that we could turn off. If we really wanted to, we could stop fucking with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But it's not, and on the scale of things that's like, detrimental like this is very very small it's super minute definitely i would i would definitely agree agree with that part (laughs) and putting things into perspective yes absolutely um but i would just say like if you know the the topic of appropriation is just a pot of a topic within culture in general so it's like regardless if we were talking about hip-hop or we were talking about asian culture anything can be appropriated by anyone Yo, they hate the Italians. Hate when we wear they fine, and and it's not because they racist. Yeah, it's not because they racist. It, the same way we feel about hip hop is the same way they feel about they dry ass clothes. They like goddamn, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Not for real. Like the same the same way. Like if you if you were to go into like an opera house in Venice or some shit like that, wherever you know what I'm saying, and you dress in now you black, people might be like, yo, what you doing here? Because they and they. Because they they hold their culture so closely to their to their breast. The only thing that's different is that they they can actually like their stereotypes and stuff like hurt us in a negative way. Like you know what I'm saying. But I feel you know everybody like every all cultures on the face of the planet like they feel the same way. They we have so much more in common <laughs> than we that we have differences. It's crazy. It's just you know. We tackled a lot in this first episode, so I just want to say thank you guys and thank you listeners. Um, this tackles the first episode of Peeps and Memes, and I'll let my guests say bye because I'm saying I'm out. <laughs> right, yo, thanks for um, you know, thanks for the invitation. Good to talk to you again, Ian. You know what I'm saying? Always a pleasure. And we definitely will have more coming for you in the future. So, all right, peeps. <laughs>